everyone, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about more sociolinguistic stuff. So welcome and enjoy listening to us. So as we all know that uh, older people uh, really likes to complain about younger people. There are a lot of things that they like to complain about. Younger people are accused of wasting money on avocado toast or even killing the salt to golfing industry. Millennials and younger people are perpetually being criticized for doing things wrongly. This is probably because of the golden age principle where older people always look fondly to the past and always don't appreciate the stuff changing constantly. So it is no surprise that there are also things that older people don't like about the way that younger people speak. One of the most common example of the way that younger people speak these days is through vocal fry. Okay, some of you may not have heard of vocal fry, but you probably or you will probably able to recognize it if you hear it. So this is mostly commonly heard in vlogs and in reality TV. So vocal fry is kind of a crackling gargle noise that sometimes leads into conversation. It is often used by young women and seen as a way to support their authority by accessing an unnaturally deeper pitch of voice than they would normally use. I will try to give an example. So so maybe they may um <laughs> Uh, they maybe speak like this and something like that. Uh, one of the most popular person that speak like this is Kim Kardashian, as you may have known. So, older people really not like this because they often say uh, that it is uh, disrespectful or it's annoying, and that if young if young women use that, it will hurt their career. Also, the other thing that younger people tend to use these days is. The liberal use of literally a lot of older generation don't like how younger people often use literally like in so many things like I am literally starving I'm literally angry or something like that so this drives many people into distraction as it is actually technically an incorrect way to use the word as they older people understands it as figuratively will be a more accurate word but literally has more punch compared to figuratively Uh, most people like to use literally to emphasize what they're saying and and then the word simply have evolved its meaning from just being literally to become something like very this kind of differences that younger people have other millennials and younger people are fine with this speech habit like such as called vocal fry or the use of literally however older generation like the boomer generation really dislikes this type of speech habits and it says that we younger people should use the proper english all right thank you jessica now we jump into different kinds of age groups in social linguistics first particularly in adolescence nostalgia features are widely used by adolescents because most of the time they are considered as the one that leads to change or as the agent of change this kind of age group 
adolescents or teenagers, especially in Indonesia, we can find their language features, mostly changing the basic standard word sound or letter in informal language. The changing word letter to its similar letter sound which widely can be found or used in social media. For example, when the word maaf become maaf or kita become kita but using Q on its letter or word truncation or shorten the word, for example, kalau become kalau. It's also often to use acronym such as TTTC which means hati-hati di jalan or PHP which means pemberi harapan palsu. Even create some new words like kepo, anjir, badai, kalau, and many more. And now, why do adolescents use non-standard features? And there are three main functions why adolescents use non-standard features. First, appropriate language for one's purposes. Because there are different kinds of speech communities use a different kind of the purpose of using language to show solidarity or to make friends belong to a group. Second, to manifest group membership or construct their own identity, which I believe it can be found in imut or cute can, which mostly we can indicate them when they change the letter Y to I and doesn't want to use letter H, for example, for the word maaci, sayang, mamara, iya, and so on. Last, to indicate the speaker's will to resist the pressure to conform to social norms or the standard language. And a change that occurs after the critical period later in adolescence is called a lifespan change, which means vocabulary is susceptible to this and pronunciation is unlikely to change. This kind of behavior was attempted in changing language or developing a new language. Such changes usually follow the direction of the community change. And that's all for adolescents. Now we jump into the next age groups. Thank you. Okay, so today I will explain about cognitive development in adulthood. So, cognitive change, uh, cognition change over a person's lifespan peaking at around age 35 and slowly declining in later in adulthood. Okay, because we spend so many years in adulthood more than any other stage, cognitive chains are numerous during this period. In fact, research suggests that adult cognitive development is a complex, ever-changing process that may be even more active than cognitive development in infancy and early childhood. It is cited from Fisher, Yen, Stewart, 2003. Uh, it is unlike our physical abilities which peak in our mid-twenties, then begin a slow decline. Our cognitive abilities remain relatively steady throughout early and middle adulthood. Research has found that adults who engage in mentally and physically stimulating activities experience less cognitive decline in later adult years and have a reduced incidence of mild cognitive impairment and dementia. Uh, okay, during uh, early adulthood, cognition began to stabilize, reaching a peak around the of the age 35. Early adulthood is 
is a time of elasticistic, uh, relativistic uh, thinking in which young people begin to become aware of more than simplistic view of right and wrong. They begin to look at ideas and concepts from multiple angles and understand that a question can have more than one right or wrong answer. The need for specialization results in pragmatic thinking, using logic to solve real-world problems while accepting contradiction, imperfection, and other issues. Finally, young adults develop a sort of expertise uh, in either education or career, which further enhance problem-solving skill and capacity of creativity. Okay. There are two forms of intelligence in middle adulthood, uh, crystallized and fluid. Uh, crystallized intelligence is dependent upon accumulated knowledge and experience It is the information and skills and strategies that we have gathered throughout our lifetime. This kind of intelligence tends to hold steady as we age. In fact, it may even improve. Uh, For example, adults show relatively stable to increasing scores on intelligence tests until their mid-30s to mid-50s. It is cited from Bailey and Oden, 1955. while fluid intelligence, on the other hand, is more dependent on basic information processing skill and start to decline even prior to middle adulthood. Cognitive processing speed slow down during the states of life, uh, as does the ability to solve problem and divided attention. However, practical pro- problem-solving skills tend to increase. These skills are necessary to solve real word problems and figure out how the best uh, to achieve a desired goal. Uh, Well, uh, I think that's all for me. Thank you.